Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Estate Lab, where your local realtors talk about the greater Austin area. Um, we are now streaming on all platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, um, weekly. So if you guys have any special topics or questions you'd like us to address, you know, shoot us a message, email us. We'd love to talk about what you're interested in hearing. So today's topic is, should I sell my home in fall 2020? Benefits, challenges, stories. I'm excited to hear from everybody. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, hi guys, Crystal with Call Williams Realty. Good to see you guys. JJ Talentino with the Next Level Property Group at Keller Williams Realty. What's up? Hey everyone, I go by Ian of Austin everywhere on the internet. I'm with Real Broker. And I am your host today, Liberty Walker with Pure Realty. So let's just jump in there. Um, you know, it's a common misconception that selling your home in the fall or winter months, are it's not a good time to sell. So, um, which might not be true. You know, we'll see after we hear from our, our group today. But I think that, you know, buyers need homes, whether what what season it, it is. So um, let's hear from you, Crystal. Do you have any personal experiences or benefits you could think of, of what it is to sell your home during the winter? Let's see. During the winter, I feel like... Um, you know, people might have more days off just because there's so many holidays in the fall. You got Thanksgiving, you got uh, Christmas, New Year's. Um, so that gives people, especially if they're interested in buying, because there's a, you're you're always gonna have people buying in, in every season. So, um, but the fall specifically, people have more time off to to look at some of those houses that are available. And um, yeah, you'll definitely get more buyers. I feel like. Um, if you're selling your house, you'll 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 still get you know a buyer. People are still looking out there. Yeah, because people, you know, what are their main motivators when they're buying? It's like relocation, moving up in house, and so that can you might want to. The holidays might make you think you need a bigger home once you're trying to accommodate people visiting and whatnot. What do you think, Ian? Oh, I always think something. So I've got two two schools of thought here. I'm going to stick with the topic of taxes. So there's a couple ways to look at it. One, taxes for builders and for people. So builders have a fiscal year that ends like any other company, and they have to get some of these houses off the books, right? However, they're usually lower on inventory. So if you are listing your house or if the builders have already sold some of their homes, you might have a great opportunity with lower competition due to the, the idea that they have to get their taxes taken care of and get some of this inventory out the way. So that's one school of thought. The other thought is as a residential person that's looking to buy, 
when you get your tax refund, that gives you an, a, a surplus, usually, sorry, usually get that gives you a surplus of income for regular W-2 buyers to go and put that money towards closing costs or a down payment where they may not have had that before. So you might get a lot of first time home buyers that a lot of people don't anticipate regularly because of this, this tax season. So that's, it's really, really, really good, especially the people that file early. What, what are your home taxes due, Ian? Do you know, like what, what month do you have to pay those? Is it a January? Well, right. so you, you pay taxes for the year that you lived in the home and that's really important. Oh, okay. But, so in the but, rears. Yeah. Right. In the rears. But you have to be you have to be conscientious of when the taxes are going to be released, and it's going to be different for every county. Um, so, in in Round Rock, it's generally around the April time frame, where what happens is the tax appraiser will come out and say your house is valued at this much, and you know tax day is what April fifteenth or something, or it has mm -hmm. been for the last however many years. So that's generally what they try to stick around. But there are a lot of people that try to get that done as soon as they get their tax information from their employers, which could be January 15th, for example. And those people, okay. they, they're out of Christmas. They don't have to buy Christmas presents. They're not traveling anymore because they're done for the holidays. And then they're getting a chunk of change from owning a home or from uh, working and their tax refunds. Mm -hmm. So they, they're out shopping. I like to comment on the, the builder activity. That's very interesting because because we're talking about the fall winter time, mm. there is an interesting end of the year quota. Sometimes you catch these little like quarterly pockets, even in the spring or summer. And if you're shopping around then it's, it's, it's interesting time for sure. Mm -hmm. For as yeah. far as new builds, new builds. So new they build. might, so new builds might be able to, if you're a buyer it might benefit you because they could, maybe cut you some special deals just so that they can move that inventory before the year is over. Yeah. They get started. Like even sometimes you'll notice, let's say a DR Horton or something, you'll see this back to school special. They may negotiate more. They might even increase realtor commissions or something, mm -hmm. but they're basically prepping for the fall winter. Cause they, they know, you know, it's good to just keep the momentum on their side and that, that could be a benefit for a buyer. They also probably just don't want to pay those taxes at the end of the year. So they want to get rid of them. <laughs> That's it, right? Because yeah. anything they're holding, they want, they have more taxes to pay. Mm -hmm. yep. Your, uh, yep. And I, I don't know about you guys, but this past summer season was just like jam packed. I feel like my, my lenders and, you know, appraisals were backed up. It was taking so long. They had so many files going on. So I would think a benefit of selling during the winter months, maybe if there are less transactions going on, you could possibly close a transaction quicker and a little bit easier in the winter months. I, I think I agree with that historically. However, 2020 has thrown a wrench in everyone's plans. And I, and I almost feel like this year, the fall and winter is a much better time to sell uh, I'm sorry, not much better, but a, a strong season to sell compared to years past, especially because you have you've had such a hard time getting houses in the summer. I think this is a great time for a lot of people. 
people ha kind of have their systems down, you know, mm -hmm. with the uh, virtual showings and yes. and so it was a little rocky during you know March and maybe for for that. So if you're a seller, a benefit could be, you know, we actually can show your home now safely and we yeah. know how to do it. Um, would you guys say that there's going to be more competition? Um, like, it, I know that the inventory's been super low. Do you guys anticipate people listing their homes now, kind of that the COVID, we're understanding that more, and maybe there'll be more inventory in the fall? I think statistically there's less inventory, but it's it's all a little situational. So definitely get with your realtor, right? Ask any of us, because we can look at the numbers. We can look at last fall, winter, and predict this fall, winter, for the most part. I will say as a seller, and you're selling, I will say because the holidays are the holidays, you're going to get more motivated people coming through the door because some people are a little wrapped up in election, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You know, it's kind of like when I host an open house on a rainy day, people are like, oh man, that's a crappy time to host an open house. I'm like, not really, because whoever walks through that door is probably pretty serious and I don't have to talk oh, to them. Oh, so it's gonna weed out people. Yeah, that's a yeah, great point. Five maybes when this one person came through the rain and I know who to focus on. That is yeah. such a good point. That is such a good point. Yeah, yeah I think it's highly overlooked. Yeah, people don't think about that. Mm -mm. They like well, all the numbers, but it's all about quality, not quantity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you know, the MLS, new listings are hitting the market every single day. So, so here's what's interesting. Another thing that's interesting you said about, about there being competition. If there are, if there are less people selling their house in the winter months, in theory, it should be easier for you to buy a house if you are selling yours in theory, right? Because you know that the pool of buyers is smaller in theory and right theory. it should kind of match that's in theory this year all the theories are broken everything <laughs> broken. The other, and the other thing is especially with this year a huge benefit is that the interest rates are so incredibly low that it's keeping everyone in that hot seat as far as wanting to buy so if you're a seller why would you wait until the interest rates go back up to three and a half four or five percent when you know right now this fall People were having a hard time buying houses in the summer and the interest rate is still like two and a half percent for a lot of people. It makes yeah. so much sense as, as far as a benefit goes to be able to sell this fall and winter. Yeah. And we talked about the election on the last podcast that there, there's going to be some lag effects. So yeah, I would say mm -hmm. less buyers, but if you really want to get to, cause the thing is we look at these like national statistics on slow and fast. Oh, like saying the the national weather average is x amount of degrees mm -hmm. right that doesn't really mean anything because you got to get like micro again we're talking about this you want to know what's happening in your neighborhood so talk to the realtor talk to one of us and we can run the comps and look at the numbers but yeah in theory right. it, it's good to process some of the macro to understand it a little bit but yeah mm -hmm. well those are some of the benefits now we can Get, kind of go back and look at some of the challenges 
that you guys may have personally faced or, you know, one of the, the most common misconceptions that I get for sellers from sellers is that, well, you know, because kids are going back to school, the summer is over, the buyer pool is going to be so limited and we're not going to have a lot of buyers out there. So I might have to sell my house for less than I want to. And I was looking over these uh, statistics on home buyer trends from the National Association of Realtors. And in March of 2020, they discovered that only 33% of buyers are actually people with school aged children. So at least 65% don't have anything to worry about as far as going back to school and working around those calendars. And then you look at COVID and kids aren't even really going back to school. So they're at home, they can still shift their life around right now. So does anyone, has anyone had that pushback from a seller before? I think it's interesting you said school-aged children. That's a key component that that stands up to statistics. So if you look at if you look at boomers and millennials, those are your two largest generate largest uh, yeah generations that are purchasing or selling homes, and they are absolutely not having they don't have school-aged children. A lot of the millennials they have children that are under the age of five, and the boomers their children are they're now empty nesters, right? So they're, if they're buying a house, the, if a boomer is buying a house mm -hmm. or a late lifer is buying a house, they're buying something <laughs> that is a, a single story, three bedrooms, or even a condo or a townhome. They like, they don't want to have to deal with it. Some of them are tiny homes, right? They just, they don't care where um, if someone's a millennial, they're buying the house they can afford because they have $400,000 of college debt and their kids two years old, they just need to get into something before the prices and the interest rates rise. So yeah, I think that stands up even in, even though that's the NAR, the national statistics, I think that applies here in Austin. Yeah. I want to, you mentioned that I, um, you know, interest rates are still at their lowest. And I think, um, talking about, you know, the whole like financing side of, when you're buying a home, like I feel because of that, it's still, you're still causing backup in like for like to close. Like it's still like lenders are still backed up even though it's fall and there might be a little less inventory, but, um, but you know, one of the, that's probably one of like the challenges of listing in the fall where you might come across um, a buyer who, whose lender is delaying the closing date um, because it's because because they're backed up. And that's something that I'm experiencing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely like, I try to tell all my clients when we go under contract, like this, this closing date is a suggested date. And don't be discouraged if it moves down the line again, maybe twice, you know, that's unfortunately what we're seeing right now, at least me. What about you, JJ? Do you see that right now? The closing date? Have you gotten to close on time? Anybody? Uh, we work on it. It's it's tough because again, you, you gotta you gotta keep your eyes and ears glued to the streets, talk to a realtor, because they know how much activity is going on. And you know, we, we could 
figure out if the builders are busy, if the builders lenders are busy, if our preferred lenders are busy and if they are, yeah, there, there could be a, a backup on deadlines, which is not fun at all. Mm-mm. No. And it's not because I, like we want to get paid. It's, it's because, you know, we're trying to be doing things to our seller's best interest. I have one that was supposed to close on October 15th and today is November 4th and we might close tomorrow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I hope I'm not going to be in that situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it, it all depends. So uh, another thought is a challenge for a lot of people is the price, right? So knowing because it's winter in a lot of cases, people think to themselves, oh man, I'm not going to get as much money. But here's the rub. If you're not selling your house for as much money, doesn't that mean other people aren't selling their house for as much money? And if that's the case, that means you actually get the house that you're buying because you're not just going to go to nothing. The house that you're buying will probably be a lower price point too. Mm -hmm. So really it's a wash, right? So if you're making less, netting less on your home, you're, you, should be or could be paying less on the home that you intend to purchase. And so if it goes up in the springtime where most people think it goes up in the springtime, well, all the numbers go up, not just the money you make on your house, but also the money that you have to put down on this next house. So it's not really much different. The only thing that really changes instead of the price, like that's an arbitrary number. What really changes is the amount of competition. But there's a relative view. So if, the market's down, you're more beneficial on the higher price purchase side, but it hurts more on the higher price sell side. Like if you're downsizing, you take, you might take a hit on your bigger house, but your downsized condo would be more inexpensive. If that makes sense. Are y'all follow me? So you're saying it would still be a wash. That's such a good point. Yeah. It, it depends on the pricing. What would you look on the price points? Yeah. And location. Yeah. Location this is all part of it. <laughs> If you're selling your big old Westlake house and the, the seller market is down, it hurts on the Westlake house. Cause when you go into the, the little condo to downsize, that percentage is minimal, but if it was reversed, you're moving to a bigger house. You mm-hmm. could benefit mm-hmm. from the lower price of the bigger purchase. And you only took a little bit off the more inexpensive, sale <laughs> i'm gonna say i think i follow you i think i follow yeah that's the beauty of it to like talking through it because it, it is important yeah. to understand that it could it could depend on the price point of the home if it's a eight hundred thousand dollar home that you're selling and you're moving into a three hundred thousand dollar condo yes that that usually it's gonna it's automatically gonna take longer to sell the more expensive home and the spread and I think this is what you're getting at, JJ. The spread is going to be greater. Like if you lose 10% on right. that house you're selling, but like that's a huge number. You know, it could be $80,000 exactly. $80, home. Yes. But then if it's a condo for $300,000, what's $30,000? And that, that's a big difference. So yes, that what you're saying does make sense based on which direction you're moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so what are some of the things that we could tell our sellers that they could do to help them during this 
you know, if they list their home in the fall, what are some tips and tricks that they could take into consideration when listing their home this, this fall? Crystal, do you have any stories I or? Think, I think when, when, yeah, when they're listing their home, obviously I hope they choose a realtor, which is going to be one of us. And uh, basically what we'll do for them is, you know, where we'll kind of spruce up the online marketing and, you know, have several options because of COVID. Um, we'll have several options for them to tour, like um, 3D home tours, um, which, you know, also known as like virtual tours. Um, and then, um, you know, we'll kind of put in a really good, you know, description of the home and kind of like make it engaging. Totally, because uh, the, the way I see it, I always picture people at like Thanksgiving dinner or something and they're all like full on turkey, but they're still like playing with their phone. So if you get your realtor to market properly, the house gets passed around a little bit, you know, husband and wife are like, check this out. Yeah, and, and yeah. you have your support group right there with you to, to tell you if it's a good listing or not. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're like, mom, look at this. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, we're all sitting down at our Thanksgiving dinner about to start eating our turkey when we have to get up and leave because we have a showing. We're not going <laughs> to let that happen. We're not going to let that happen to you. Totally. So I, I have, I guess, a story. What happened is um, I had a listing. It was in the fall. I think it was October. It was in October. And there is the concern at, especially at that time that there was going to be a hard, it's going to be harder to get eyes on the house. And so it's interesting because I feel like that's an opportunity where you get to really flex your creativity muscle where in the summer, you know, or in the spring, you just put it on the market and half the time it's gone before you even have a chance to really, push hard as a realtor. Like you, it's, there's still the benefit of having the realtor, but we don't have to push as hard to, to reach the audiences. But in the, in the fall, we might have that. So in this situation, it had already been sitting, um, I think a couple weeks at that point, but that was standard for the time. It was a, it was the largest house in the neighborhood, which means, which means, so if you're looking at houses, most people don't want to be the least expensive or the most expensive house in the neighborhood, right? You want to be somewhere in that, that tier. It's the Pareto principle, 80-20 rule. So all that to say, what we ended up doing is I had, a, I had an event. I had pies. I was giving out pies. And all I did was go to like um, Walmart and I bought those dollar pies. And so it was an excuse. And I had a bunch of pies and there was a fridge in the property. I had a bunch of pies. I sent out a, an email to all of my class, uh, past clients and people that were interested in looking. And I told a couple other friends and, and peers of mine to do the same. So we blasted out free pies for everybody that comes to this event. Uh, just let me know which pie you want so that we get enough. And then I have another friend that owns a bounce house company. So he came out, he brought out a bounce house for us. Uh, we had, so we had the bounce house, we had the pies. Uh, and then at that time I, I, I did a, you know, like a, an event video. Oh, we had like a giant Jenga set and connect Four. you know, all those games, they don't cost that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, the bean bags, just, it was an excuse for people to hang out, 
play a couple games. I know it's different during COVID, but this worked really, really well. We had over uh, 55 families coming through. So I don't know wow. what that means. That's like, you know, 110 people or so. I don't know what the number was, but it was a lot of people. And it was a one day, like a four hour, five hour open house. It's just, it's incredible wow. the amount of traction you can get if you position it well enough. And even though those people didn't buy the house, I ended up selling the house within the week. Wow. Yeah, I definitely think that is like one of the most creative things I've heard surrounding a holiday listing. So make sure when you are choosing a realtor that you choose one that can think outside of the box and and get your get as many eyes on your property as possible. That's a really great idea, Ian. I want some pie. It's pie time. <laughs> it's pie time. That's what I mean. And there's always it's something you can give away. You can do an Easter egg hunt at an open house. Oh like there's always something you can do. That is so yeah, and, and another thing you could do is people shy away from the holidays and listing. But what do we know is the most wonderful time of the year? <laughs> that one, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what you could do for staging is set up the Christmas decoration. And then as a listing agent, you actually get to appeal to that emotional, warm, yes. Claus feeling kind of like when you go to the department store it only feels I mean it's a lot more epic when they have all the Christmas decorations up so exactly you that tastefully and you could sell you could sell during the holidays like you could actually sell what needs to be sold during the holidays yes you know, home, and they your family is staged well and ready for family activities and then you'll just get that question if the Christmas decorations convey just leave them up <laughs> get it done get your apple spice cinnamon candle burning yeah, you know because i saw a lot of homes in the summer that were burning that apple cinnamon and it did not come across well but now break them back out guys yeah you know now yeah. is the time i did some showing over the weekend and people had those you know pumpkin spice candles all over the place Mm -hmm. Someone should have like pumpkin spice lattes. I've done hot cocoa <laughs> at open houses. Like I just had a pot and marshmallows. And you guys are on top of it with the open houses, man. Let me know when you're having one next. Ooh. I want to. I want to go. Those are cold seasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, and so that's actually a really important point. A lot of people may be used to other locations. So I'm from Chicago, right? Nobody went anywhere in the winter or in the fall, it was too cold. But here in Austin, like today, it's November 4th and it is 80 degrees. Gorgeous day. It is gorgeous and it's- and we sunny. have our sweaters on. Yeah, it, it, right, like I don't need this coat on, but I have the, the room temperature is cold. But like just the thought and the psychology of people going out, spending time is very different here. So just because you did something in one place in the United States, don't assume that you know, especially if it was 20 years ago and you think, well, I could sell my house myself because, you know, all I'm going to do is this, this. It's just, it's such a different world that uh, it really takes that anal being able to analyze it compared to what you're seeing today. And if you're not out there seeing it every day, then... Um, yeah, you don't want to miss that opportunity. For sure. So I I think that, you know, the bottom line is that 
there's a million different reasons that you can sell your home, list it during the fall. And as long as it's in, you know, move in ready, good condition, you're going to have that on your side. If you have a creative real estate agent that it's able to work their magic to get the most eyes on your property, that is so key. And you're, you have a really, really good chance of getting what you want for your home. And the holiday season is when we, we think about coming home for Christmas. We want to be in that home. We want our families to come to our home. So home, it's, in the, it's on the mind during this time. So don't let those wow. reservations keep you from doing what's right for you and your family. Because really the number one thing when selling or buying a home is timing. And people need to buy. People need to, to move. They need to do their thing. So we need some inventory so let's sell your home we can do it yes <laughs> does anyone else have any closing thoughts they'd like to add talk to a realtor talk to us you, talk to us there's a lot of different nuances but we can iron it all out and we have our instagram handles at the bottom so check it out we are going to be posting all sorts of stuff on there holiday related and and just keep in touch. Reach out to us if you guys have a topic that you would like us to talk about because we're here for you. We're here to listen and we're here to, to work it out. All right, everybody. We'll see y'all later. See y'all later. See ya. Thank you. Thank you.